Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Dave Hodges here, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Thank you so much for joining us. Always great to be with you. We have Pastor Sam back on with us today. And uh, we're going to be talking about some implications on the petrodollar. And you may have noticed what a great convergence this is. I have been doing a lot of petrodollar stuff, as you know, uh, including giving the history of Bretton Woods and what Saudi Arabia is doing. But Sam's got another side of this that we're going to explore. And there's other related Latin American affairs that we're going to get into, undoubtedly. Uh, we are brought to you by the best storable food company in the world. And I keep saying it, and it's true. Biden is on a one-man mission, along with his handlers, to destroy the American food supply. 110 food processing plants burned down since he came into office. Just a coincidence. The third largest egg farm set on fire. Just a coincidence. They want you to eat the Beetle Burgers. Well, you don't have to if you have enough storable food, but pretty soon the only food you're going to have access to when the war starts and they commandeer the food will be the food that's in your house. So you need to put a lot of food in your house. My suggestion is also to get good hiding places as well, too. So what do you do? You go to foodwithdave.com. Foodwithdave.com. You'll get restaurant-quality food, 25-year shelf life, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks for the kids, lots of variety, and you get a great sale. And that's all available to you at foodwithdave.com. And if you have the food, you darn well but have the water. Our grid is vulnerable. We know the grid's going to be attacked if we go to deep war with Russia. And the bottom line is, is you'll have to scavenge water, so you'll need a great water filter. But we have the best in the business. The research proves it, and they publish the research at waterwithdave.com. And I'm talking about the Alexa Pure Pro water filter. And you go, wow, that sounds interesting. Where have I heard of that? Because it's been featured on many national publications. So what you want to do is go to waterwithdave.com, order yours today. We recommend you get more than one because things get lost, things get stolen, and carrying volume over a distance when you have to purify your scavenged water could be an issue. So you want to make sure you get more than one. So you have the food, foodwithdave.com. You have the water, waterwithdave.com. And then finally, we do have a presence on Mike Lindell. My pillow, and uh, we are offering for our people 50 to 75 percent off all the great products. Go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges coupon code Hodges. That's mypillow.com backslash Hodges coupon code Hodges. And those are the sponsors for the Common Sense Show, and we do appreciate all of them. And they all provide what we need, especially my pillow. If we're going to suffer under these Bolshevik communists, we may as well suffer in comfort. Sam. Arnold, uh, no, no question. You know, there's a little more to Sam than he puts out because he has so much good information on Latin America. He can cite chapter and verse on who leads what country, what department. Uh, I thought I was pretty well versed on Latin America. When he's in the room, I have to shut up. So we're going to do that and bring him on and let him tell you what is going on in his sphere of knowledge that's going to affect America. Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you, Dave. Uh, you brought up the peso and the decline of the American dollar and petrodollar which there's really a news blackout on this, and it's very important. There are huge indicators. And, yes, the Mexican peso of all the currencies of the world is marching against the American dollar. And even, the, even though some levers have been thrown in the central banks throughout January, the peso is holding its ground. And so that's really a shocker. It has multiple implications, and there are causative factors outside of North America and U.S. and Mexico. 
you mentioned the petrodollar. So there are serious cracks in the petrodollar, and we ought to talk about that. Uh, I have my article up about that, but I wanted to begin with today's news. This is linked on Steve Whale, and it's a strangesounds.org article, and the title is U.S. Corn Market About to Collapse? Question mark. U.S. farmers sound alarm on single most catastrophic thing headed for corn crops. And what is the catastrophe? Mexico's not going to buy American genetically modified corn anymore. And <laughs> this is hitting the news like it's a, an emergency. It's almost like sitting in the passenger seat when your 16-year-old's driving. Right, Dave? That you wonder when they're going to get on the brakes and start stopping for an obstacle that we all saw coming. In fact, you and I have reported on this. This yeah. is on the commonsenseshow.com and .tv that Mexico had barred genetically modified seeds, crops, and imports. But they did it with a three- to four-year lead time so that the disentanglement of the markets could begin to occur. And what are we seeing? That it, at least in the United States, that has not happened. It's not happened, and this is, I think, 17 million tons or something like that is the amount of American GMO corn that's imported to Mexico, mostly for livestock feed, although the corn tortilla and corn flour is uh, a very important staple. I'm also uh, an Iowan, Dave, and so the politics of corn is in my blood. I still carry my Iowa credentials. I supported my Iowa conservative candidates, and this is part of the reason that I'm a refugee in Mexico. If you're a conservative journalist or even a political activist and you knock too many doors for your Republican candidates, pretty soon the swamp starts to come for you. The anarchists start to come for oh, you. You know, Sam, you're right on the money. Did you Have you heard here in America that the Democrats are using the DOJ to go after anyone who has identified Hunter Biden's criminality like the laptop repairman? Have you heard this? Uh, there's a new wave, apparently, that I have not heard. Please tell. Well, uh, the guy was actually on Tucker tonight with his lawyer, and it was the original laptop repairman who did nothing wrong. He kept what Hunter Biden got cocaine out on and forgot that it was there, and and then he did what you do with it. You turn it over into some kind of profit-making, and, and then he went into it, and he was actually working on it, and he found all this illegal stuff. And now the FBI is going after him for you had classified material. Wait, wait a minute, wait. This is Hunter Biden's crap. That's that's what's amazing about this. But this guy's had to get a lawyer. They're going after him. Hunter Biden's unemployed at the moment, yet he's got the most expensive lawyer in America. So you know this is a contrived job with Democratic donors. But they're going after a lot of people. Uh, I'll give you another example. Carrie Lake in Arizona. When she went to trial on her appeal for the election theft, uh, by the GOP rhinos and the Democrats, she showed in court evidence of fraudulent signatures on ballots. Okay, this was public record. This was on live stream TV in the trial that went two days. Well, she showed it again, and, and she was doing it as part of a promo, and she didn't show anything that wasn't in the trial. So it was already publicly accessible material, and now they're trying to put her in prison for displaying election ballot signatures. This is the kind of bullcrap that's going on. So if you if you call people out for their criminality, they're coming after you, just like you were saying. Let me just add a few facts from my own case. My Twitter profile has a red tie on it, and it says Trump caucuser. And I did caucus, because, because I'm an Iowan. I caucus. We caucus. I go to the caucuses in my own high school. And so I went into my own caucus and voted without showing ID and publicized it. It's on YouTube. Oh, how horrible. Yeah. And so here I am in the lunchroom, right, where I got in fistfights as a teenager, (laughs) won some, lost some. And I said, does anybody here know if I'm really Sam other than my dad? Because I came in here with no ID and voted. And, of course, this led to major election reforms. Our Secretary of State taking significant steps, and our Republican Congresswoman in my district winning by only six votes. 
she's been a little bit of a disappointment. She's army all her life, very Catholic, but at least we turn that seat back to a Republican seat. But because of uh, uncovering voter fraud, I also told trials of people that were in that school, that teachers that got convicted, priests that got convicted of sex abuse during the time that I was there, and then uh, teachers that I knew. And so I, I told all the stories, published all the videos. There's a really interesting playlist on my YouTube. Just search Gospel Gunslingers and then look for Raiding the Castle Dracula. And the caucus video is not on that one, but the other one's about the pedophiles. These are people that already got run through the process, convicted, defrocked in some cases, and some of them are dead. And and nevertheless, if somebody reports that, they might have to go run for their hide like me because the anarchists come for you, the cops come for you, people try to take your guns. And just one more little side fact. Torben Sondergaard is still in jail over 200 days. This is the Danish pastor, and he's my friend. I hoped that he would come to Mexico knowing his asylum claim would not receive fair treatment under Joe Biden, but he had to flee his home nation of Denmark. They passed new laws just to get this guy because he's preaching the gospel and casting out devils. And uh, now his case has a big update on it that he's been accused of human trafficking that his Jesus Center and Jesus Hotel was somehow some human trafficking hub and there were slaves being uh, run through there. It's absolutely ridiculous when the truth is I reported a trafficking case to court officials in the courtroom and because of that so much heat came against me that uh, I left the country. So many police knocked on my door, the house that my great-grandfather built. So this is part of the story behind me leaving the country is just doing simple things like that. Support your Republican candidates, go volunteer and help them to campaign, unveil election fraud, and uh, you could wind up in my shoes. Now, I'm not discouraging you from doing that, but it's a time for only the strong. Well, the time for... uh standing up is now let's go to the petrodollar issue here let's cut right to the chase what's the origination of the event what's the event and what's the threat to the average American well the threat is that Titanic will sink it is a mathematical certainty and uh, I don't care if it's the largest ship in the world I don't care if it's been called unsinkable I can't I don't care if it has gone on and has this aura of invincibility, it will sink. And we're talking about the American dollar, the greenback. We're seeing inflation right now. And I have this article on it. It's uh, just a few days old. It's called Mexican Peso Marches Relentlessly Against U.S. Dollar. So I start talking about the peso and our comparative economies between the USA and Mexico, but you're right to go to the crux of the issue first, which is the petrodollar. So uh, here we are in February, which means we're coming right up on the one-year anniversary of the Russians' special military operation in Ukraine. The moment that happened, then the world, led by Joe Biden, sanctioned Russia. A major petroleum exporter, major petroleum and gas exporter, uh, virtually having a natural gas monopoly as far as supplying Europe, which has very bitter winters. So Russia then turned around and demanded payment for their gas in only rubles. No more dollar trade. So this was the first, Mm -hmm. this was the first crack in the petrodollar. So then, instead of every nation of the world, like having to cash in euros, cash in Deutschmarks, sell commodities and sell manufactured goods on the world market for dollars so that they could turn around and use those dollars to buy petroleum and gas, Russia said, no, now you have to hustle for rubles on the open market. Good luck. Oh, uh... And if you can't get rubles anywhere, we would be happy to give you some in exchange for your gold. So these were all these were all like heavy hits. These were knee wobbling hits to the world economy and the petrodollar. And I, you were right there for every one of them, announcing it blow by blow. Well, now, okay, go ahead. Saudi Arabia announced openness to. Settling petroleum transactions and currencies other than 
my dad used to talk about Fed Chairman Alan Greenspan and and how powerful he was and joked that, look, Greenspan doesn't need to say anything. All he has to do is take a deep breath. Uh, all he has to do is sigh. And the whole market goes, woo woo, up and down billions. And it's true. And so the Saudis didn't need to make a bold statement. They just needed to make a suggestion that maybe we'll sell petroleum in currencies other than the uh, U.S. dollar. So this is the this is the bedrock of the petrodollar. Is that OPEC agreed in the 1973 gas crunch and accords when all the big Cadillacs quit being made, all the big muscle cars quit being made. Everybody went to four-cylinder escorts and they were terrible. We all got underpowered cars because economy was the new cool thing because fuel prices what went triple very quickly. So. We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts to help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee. Did you know that the World Economic Forum now, they in the last meeting they convened, they actually had a water board there with water experts, and they tell us our water is in danger and they have to take control of our water. Does that bother anybody? I'm sure it does. And I begin thinking right now about water safety. We already know there's lead in the water, chemicals in the water. A lot of it's not safe to drink. But we have the answer for you. It's called the Alexa Pure Pro Water Filter. It's the best there is. And scientifically, they leave nothing to doubt as they publish their research at waterwithdave.com. And it's my choice for water filtration. Gravity powered. It reduces 206 contaminants. It targets heavy metals, fluoride, chlorine, and viruses. It is the best there is in the business. And you can read all the research on this simply by going to water. With Dave.com, that's waterwithdave.com. Save $80 for a short time. Oh, the, the negotiation and the establishment of the petrodollar was that all the oil producing nations would only trade in the U.S. dollar for petroleum. All petroleum transactions in the world by the major countries. There's still sanctioned countries that try to get by however they can, you know, offloading at sea from one ship to another, like the North Koreans and the Venezuelans and Cubans do. But as far as all of the all of the cool kids of the world, all the major consumers and producers and all the major uh, producers, it was all dollars, all dollars. From 1973 until here we are in 2023, that's 50 years. And now Saudi Arabia, number one, in many petroleum statistics globally says, oh no, we're open to settling in other currencies. Well, that means nobody has to hustle for dollars anymore, which means that the USA cannot just freely print them and spend them, hawk our bonds around the world and our debt and, and our worthless paper money. It is a fiat currency. The backing that it has had for these 50 years is that no nation would trade for essential petroleum 
in another currency. And now that has begun. And so and when I wrote this article last week, it was the week before that happened. So here we are, maybe 10 days in, to Saudi Arabia's decision that they're going to do this. And nobody's backed off of it. And I write, this was a thunderous boom of the battering ram against the petrodollar. One that could prove to be its death knell. Mm-hmm. It happened at the same time that FX Street Financial Publication reported on the peso's march against the dollar. And then a week later, the peso had held its value against the dollar, and FX Street opined that the adjustment may be permanent. So, uh, let's look what that looks like. It used to be that when a listener to the Common Sense Show went to GospelGunslingers.com and hit the donate button and gave me $100, I'd get up to 23 pesos uh, for, per dollar. So I get 2,300 pesos minus my little fees and whatever. Well, now I only get 18 pesos minus my fees. So I'm losing five pesos or 500 pesos on a $100 bill. That's a lot of macaroni. It is. So what specifically has caused the drop in your revenue there? It's the exchange rate. It's the exchange rate. It's the same American $100 bill. They just don't give me as many pesos for it. So uh, here I have the, I have the, uh, in my article, I have the articles linked uh, from NASDAQ and some, some others. So NASDAQ reported that all these other currencies during 2022 were suppressed by the dollar. The dollar pushed them back, pushed them down. So we're talking the Japanese yen. We're talking major currencies of the world. Let me just see if I can pull this uh, chart up. Okay, here it is. Um, The euro, the dollar increase was almost 9%. The Japanese yen, the dollar increase was 23%. So the dollar is pushing them down and rising up high. And this is a central bank leverage. And... This is very important, Dave, because a, a lot of people miss the forest for the trees. The the rats are are leaving the burning ship, which is the dollar. And here's what uh, G. Who was the author of the creature from Jekyll Island? Um, uh, G. Oh God, I've drawn a blank. He G. Said, G. Edward Griffin. Man, I'll tell you. Uh, maybe it's time for me to check into the Joe Biden nursing home here. <laughs> G. Edward Griffin. Okay. Me to it. Excellent commentator, G. Edward Griffin. This is part of what woke me up. Is Paul Fisher commissioned me to go buy a case of G. Edward Griffin's book, The Creature from Jekyll Island, about the Federal Reserve Act, how the U.S. left the gold standard, how this money printing came in, and anybody who doesn't believe that there are private individuals, you know, bond villain types. Now we see Klaus Schwab with his cool new costumes, his space cadet costumes and such. If anybody who does not believe that Bond villains, private people, can get their hands on enough money to shake the nations of the world and wag the dog, it's all the interest on the U.S. national debt. Our entire production goes basically to paying the interest on the debt, which goes to other banks, which are owned by individuals, and so you're dealing with far more money than the U.S. military budget, than the U.S. police and infrastructure budgets, and it goes into the hands of private people, and it's just free money that they get by this magical transaction where they create dollars. So, all of that's in The Creature from Jekyll Island, but here's what the author said, and, and, and this is what's happening today. The chicken's will come home to roost. And if you have chickens, they get out pecking and clucking, and they'll leave their home. But when it starts getting dark out, they know where their home chicken coop is, and they'll come home, and that's where they'll roost. Right there in the tree, right there at their own chicken coop. And so all these dollars that we've farmed out around the world that are being held by foreign nations and foreign individuals are flooding back to the USA to be 
to buy commodities. And especially, you called this when we were on the phone, Dave, real estate. Buy pieces of America. Homes, farmland, whatever. Even insurance companies. Yeah, you know, Sam, I want to say this too. I'm advocating that people take most of their money out of the bank and buy gold, buy real estate. Ranch land is good. I'm not just saying that only, but you're absolutely right. If you leave your money in the bank, the, the federal government has declared that you are an unsecured creditor. The courts have upheld it, and that means the bank can keep your retirement, they can keep your IRA, they can keep anything, your savings account. And they can say, well, you have it, but you can't get to it. And then when digital comes in, you'll get to spend the money you've made if you're acting appropriately, and they'll put limits on what you can buy. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. There's one other thing. I want to go back and take a side angle for a second because you brought up a really good point. When you have lost buying power when you get a donation of 100 and you're getting only 18 pesos versus 23, um, you know that the uh, North American unions had a resurgence now. They have signed new agreements between the three heads of state. And the next thing to happen would be currency unification. And if we would have done currency unification under Bush when we had the first North American Union, the average American would have lost 55% of the value of their money. Uh, and I'm that, so glad you brought this up. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Take it, take it from there, Sam. Go ahead. You've brought it up before. And... And, and asked me about it, and this almost happened in the 90s, and this almost happened in the 2000s. And it, 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 to me, uh, we were kind of talking about possibilities. But lo and behold, the Iron Curtain descends over South America, and Brazil and Argentina did exactly that, exactly what you've been saying to me for years. Brazil is just going to come in with their larger economy and just rescue the drowning Argentine peso. The Argentine peso, by the way, this is all in my article. I was in Argentina preaching in 2017. It was the Argentine peso was one-to-one with the Mexican peso. Each of them, 17 pesos to the U.S. dollar. Now, it's on the black market, not the official statistics that are doctored. On the unregulated black market, the Argentine peso is trading as of this writing last week, 195 pesos to the American dollar from 17, which means that if the dollar has the same amount of buying power as it did five years ago, then the Argentine has lost 92% of their money, yes. 92% of their, of their value. And, of course, the, the dollar is only worth half that, so they've lost 96% or 97% of the value of all that they had. And... Listen, my friends are preaching in Los Angeles, and they say, we're running into Argentine refugees on the streets of Los Angeles, college-educated, engineers, financial consultants, uh, uh, doctors, every profession you could think of, living in tents on Skid Row. And they don't know what to do, but they made it to America, and they're thankful that they've escaped communism. And here's why. Because their dollar... Listen, I'm only losing a fifth, right? I'm only losing uh, 20% of my dollar. They've lost 96%. And this will happen to the American dollar. But exactly what you're saying where a financially stronger country comes in and floods, overtakes like the blob, amalgamates the floundering currency of a faltering communist nation is exactly what's going on with Brazil and Argentina. So, first we saw Brazil as the bee and BRICS. And even during Bolsonaro, they were very serious about going ahead with the BRICS. Then Argentina maybe was the first country who said, we may join. And the president of Argentina, uh, Fernandez, Alberto Fernandez, went to some European meetings and talked to some heavy hitters about joining the BRICS. And the, the world was open to it. They were open to allowing them. Of course, China is getting their tentacles deeper and deeper into Argentina since they've got a communist government now about three years in. And so uh, this is the fall of a nation. But after all that talk of, yes, there's going to be a BRICS and so forth, and now it's just, oh, we're going to have a common currency. So Brazil is just going to absorb the failed economy of of 
Argentina. Yeah, well, I don't think it's just going to be Argentina, though. Um, it, this all comes back to why they want to collapse the dollar and the petrodollar in particular, because the petrodollar is the only backing we have for our currency, and we're $32 trillion in debt, Sam. Can you say Argentina, hyperinflation? And this is what's coming, and this provides an escape hatch for the North American Union nations to go straight to digital. That's scary, because we'll be on an equal... The United States will be on an equal footing with Mexico as far as uh, currency valuation under digital system that would come in under this agreement. I think that in another time when the dollar was stronger, the thought was that the dollar would be further weakened. You know, in bullfighting, the early steps are they weaken the bull. Uh, First of all, mounted cavalry comes out, armored knights with armored horses and they have a lance and they lance the bull and the crowd says no no don't weaken the bull too much and the bull's bleeding you know and then next the monitor gets the bull to charge and he has uh, stakes that he stabs into the bull's hump as the bull charges and they continue hanging off of the bull and the bull bleeds more and the idea is to weaken the bull down until he's very weak and then the matador finally goes to the sword for the kill shot and when we're talking about 10, 15, 20, 25 years ago before Bidenomics and really before Obamanomics all of Obama's money printing and quantitative easing and, and the sandbox wars let's not forget what the Bushes did and their Republican side spending trillions out uh, just doing nothing before all that, the dollar needed to be bled a lot more, and the dollar had a lot more steam, where coming in to rescue this nation or that nation monetarily would have been, for the globalists, a good thing to weaken the dollar, make the bull bleed a little bit more. In the end, we were bled internally with quantitative easing, money printing that made all the crooks rich, and with military interventions in other nations. And so now the dollar is at the point where it's really got one foot in the grave and the other one on the banana peel. Yeah, exactly. And that, the fact that the Mexican peso has, like a boxer, put the dollar on the ropes and pounded him should scare Americans to their core. Don't you agree? Uh but most American, yes, I, the short answer is yes, Sam, I do agree. But the caveat is this the ignorance quotient is so high, it's not going to impact Americans until they can't buy anything. Yes. Uh, okay, I wrote in my article two factors have sustained the illusion of the dollar's strength, even as workers know their dollar buys less and less. So this is any time you go to the grocery store to the gas pump, this is a good time to snap out. This is a good time. Listen, the business people, the ministries, everybody's telling me that the belt tightening is everywhere in the USA. Now, I'm not there, but this is what you... The Common Sense Show is proud to be able to bring you some very special deals for MyPillow. For example, they've got half off my pillow bed sheets, more than half off their slippers, their sandals, their mattresses, their topper covers, women's lingerie. Now, they have extremely great products, as you all know. Ladies and gentlemen, right now go to mypillow.com backslash Hodges. Use the coupon code Hodges to take advantage of these great opportunities. Mypillow.com backslash Hodges, coupon code Hodges unanimously is reported to me that everybody's tightening their belt which means that discretionary spending and a lot of people think of uh, ministry work and mission work as discretionary by the way discretion it's like going to the movies right discretionary spending is way down no expensive dates no expensive unnecessary foods just meat and potatoes gas in the car and Remember, even if you don't spend it, the thing about inflation is it steals the value out of the dollar that's in your pocket or in your bank account, which you may never be able to lay your hands on anyway. 
I just can't say enough before we go on to the Mexico and the corn. I cannot say enough about the 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 chickens coming home to roost. There are so many millionaires in China. Many of them hold dollars. Many of them are representatives of the government. But everybody that's gotten rich off of the slush fund that is America, the people in the Ukraine, the people, the NGOs and their coyotes that are trafficking drugs and trafficking migrants and going in and rebuilding these nations more and more screwed up like Haiti. You don't ask how many Haitians I saw on the street today. Very close to a gnarly fist fight with three or four of them. So where, what will happen to those dollars, Dave? They're coming to the USA because the holders of those dollars want to spend them on something they can hold in their hand before it is worthless. And they don't even care about the price. This is what happens when inflation runs away. There is inflation, but then there's runaway inflation. And runaway inflation is a horrible thing. When you're driving your car or driving your truck and you need to stop and you can just push the brakes, okay, when you need to stop a little more and you can push the brakes a little harder, that's still okay. When you push the brakes and nothing happens, when the brakes are on fire, that's a runaway inflation. That's a runaway truck. And it is horrifying. And that's what I watched happen in Argentina. There were already refugees in Argentina from Brazil and other nations that were at Venezuela was a disaster. I met a number of Venezuelans there because at that time Argentina had a conservative government. Their peso was was wibbling and wobbling, but it was holding. And so they're trying to just make a new life. And now what? There's now what that there's an iron curtain descended over South America. Well, the Iron Curtain I think, is metaphorical, too, because it's going to refer to the American economy and how robust it is. From a globalist perspective, what advantage is there to regionalization with the North American Union? Is it an intermediary step to world government? Is that what you, how you see it? That's what they would like. But even as those very negotiations took place, there is this issue of the corn. Mexico, listen, if you read the articles in the news today where everybody's scared about this, uh, the U.S. corn, uh, I, I actually have the figure here in another window, uh, I think it was $17 billion. I'll get it right one of these times. <laughs> but Mexico's not going to buy U.S. GMO corn. All this pioneer corn and decalb corn companies that I grew up with, and, you know, they start off just with hybridization, but then it got into genetic modification. So serious. You know, it was in the Iowa News maybe five, six years ago that a Chinaman, a Chinese national, was caught out in the cornfield in Iowa digging up planted kernels of seed corn to sneak them illegally back to China so that they could replicate the genetic modification because it does result in increased yields. You know, livestock won't eat it unless you hold them completely off of food for a few days. If they're accustomed to natural natural feed, uh, animals have a way of knowing that things are unnatural. But as it sits, uh, a huge amount of livestock in Mexico is fed with American corn, GMO corn. And see, the, uh, just what you asked, Dave, about the interconnection of the economies, a lot of this is already in play. 30 years ago, Clintonomics, NAFTA, Ross Perot said, our jobs are going to go south with a great second stand if we pass NAFTA. And he was 100% correct. And this is part of the reason that the peso is punching back against the dollar right now. It's important to remember that the globalists are not all powerful. Satan's not all knowing. He has to work both ends against the middle and a lot of his plans just get cut off and, and now we have a resurgence of nationalism at least in Mexico and the fact that President Lopez Obrador is not about to back down about this it's been announced for three years everybody's known that Mexico was weaning itself off of GMO corn both 
planting it, producing it, and consuming it. And now, all of a sudden, we're one year out from this, one harvest out, and the USA, which is, by the way, U.S. farming is totally a welfare state. People make fun of my state of Iowa. It's it's a GD welfare state. Well, uh, subsidies make farming go round. And I'm sad that when my grandpa Sam drove his tractor to Washington, D.C. from Illinois in 1969 with this slogan, we don't want charity, we want parity. We want a fair price for our commodities compared to other things that other people produce. But what did the government give them? Charity. And it made farming more corporate, larger, and more dependent on subsidies. And so now, uh, you know what's huge in U.S., uh, excuse me, Iowa politics is ethanol. Food burning. They take the corn, shovel it into a gigantic moonshine still. They don't even shovel it. It's railroad cars dumping and huge augers into a gigantic moonshine still. They still the moonshine and put the moonshine into the gasoline. And when you cross into Iowa, the gas is cheaper. 89 octane, mid-grade, is cheaper because it has the moonshine in it. Ethanol. And so this is just a huge racket. It's only government subsidies that make ethanol viable. Now, in the collapse, we may go back to still and shine to run vehicles at all. It's an option. But this is just one area where the critics are correct, and my state has become a welfare state and the industry of the state, agriculture industry, is so dependent upon subsidies, it's just unbelievable. It's sad to say. Yeah, it is a sad state of affairs. But um, let's bring it home to America. Let's talk about how life will change if this pattern uh, persists. Okay. Uh, I... Can I just backfill a little bit on NAFTA? Sure. sure. Because this is how I understand why you're doing that too. Go ahead. I, I get it. This is how Mexico built their economy. Uh, Mexico was backward not so long ago. And uh, listen, I have been up in the mountains where uh, they don't plant corn with tractors. They plant corn with a stick on a mountain slope. And they plant it one grain at a time. And this is subsistence agriculture. And then that's a lot of people's food. They dry that corn. The stalks are feed for animals. The uh, the ears, they uh, shuck off. And some of that's eaten by animals. But it's kind of historically a hot commodity to grind up and make your corn tortillas. And the price of a kilo of tortillas has long been fixed in Mexico by the government. It fluctuates a little right now, and right now it's about 20 pesos, so it's a dollar, more or less, if, <laughs> depending on how the dollar wobbles, for a kilo of tortillas. This really affects the poor people of Mexico if the price of the tortilla changes. So that's fixed by the government, but the price of beans and rice has doubled, and more than doubled, and the price of wheat as well. So when NAFTA happened, Let's go back to Iowa. Maytag, Iowa. That's where your washers and dryers have always been made, right? And they switched over and made guns in World War II and other times. Made even M16s, I believe. You know, you bring up a good point, Sam. I'm going to throw this in. I know it's a little uh, distraction here. But in in peacetime, you have Maytag washer machines. In wartime, you have gun manufacturers. The wartime conversion of peacetime industries made America successful in the past. Well, we've shipped all our stuff out, and we've compromised our ability to sustain a long war. Exactly. It takes uniforms. It takes shoes. It takes... uh, We don't have a single lead mine. How are we going to make bullets without a lead mine? Our bullet companies import lead from China. Can you believe that? Yeah, I know. I, I hear you. Mexico has lead, and so this is this is the this is the removal of the heart of America, the industrial heart. Everybody wants to sit at a computer, and there's so few factories left. Dyersville, Iowa, uh, 
where Ertl toys are made. Ertl makes them just like the real thing, only smaller. These are your toy tractor. They had a brand new facility made. My dad appraised it up in northern Iowa, and then the whole thing went vacant and moved to Mexico. So those toy tractors are not made in the U.S. anymore. That's another factory that then, in the event of wartime, would make something war-related. Munitions, landmines, triggers, lunch boxes. It is, it is uh, limitless. But it's industry that wins wars. And that's what an old foundryman told me, who uh, used to have 600 employees that answered to him in a foundry, and he told me that he had seen 600 foundries close in the United States in the closing decades of his career. And here's what he told me, that, that old man. He said, Sam, without any disrespect to those soldiers and those flyboys, they're not what won World War II. And I said, what, what won it? And he said, we outproduced them. That's His right. His finger was crooked. That's right. And he shook it at me. And he said, we outproduced them. He said, every time they shot down a warplane, we had two new ones rolling off the line. They destroyed a tank. We had two new ones. They sunk a ship. We made two behind it. And we destroyed their industry with aerial bombing. We outproduced them. And he said, we can't make a hammerhead today. And so, where did that industry go? A lot of it went to China. But a lot of it went to Mexico first. And then the Mexicans, as a people, have really really wised up a lot of educated people, engineers, and uh, people that have been to management schools and run these factories. So everything's made in Mexico now. Cars, your Ford engines are made in Mexico. I drive by the plants all the time where stuff is made, caterpillar plants. Right there on the Mississippi River, that's where caterpillars were always made. That plant closed years ago. So a lot of that stuff is now made in Mexico. And so this is why the Mexican peso is pushing back against the dollar. And I just want to say one more thing about NAFTA. This is very important for people to understand. When NAFTA was passed and American agriculture could compete without any tariff barrier against the guy in the mountains planting corn with a stick, what do you think happened to that guy? Yeah, I hear you. Overnight. And so, starting in the 90s, Americans had a really bad idea about these poor destitute people that were coming across the border. And their aldea system, their village cooperative agriculture system that had sustained itself for 150 years since President Benito Juarez and Abe Lincoln was crashed by NAFTA and all of these men broke all their families and little villages and all of these men went on the road looking for anything that they could do to make a dollar to eat. They literally went bankrupt and went hungry overnight. And so this idea of corn prices collapsing has wrecked our nations before. Now it's a very serious event. And you know what? Right now the answer is is, uh, two things. Sam, you're you're fading out a little bit on your mic. I apologize. Two things have happened in the USA. We're still fading. Sam, we're still fading. You've got to get a little closer. Okay. In the United States, we're going to need some subsidies. It's going to take some more gravy train and some more dollar printing to evade this catastrophe. The other thing is, we've got to disentangle our agriculture from... GMO and from Big Pharma it is not good for the land and if if a person was dumb enough like me to read the Bible and learn some lessons about life and what causes nations to rise and fall, one major thing that the Lord said is that the land would enjoy her Sabbaths after the nation was ruined and desolate, that the land would be followed because the people refused to, to, to not plow their fields the seventh year the seventh year, the land is entitled to rest. And we've never done that since the days of George Washington. He actually did that. He left the land fallow the seventh year. But we don't do that. We just go out, plow it to the very corners, and plant all these GMO crops. And, of course, it does boost the yield. 
dump on a bunch of uh, fertilizers and Roundup herbicide and all these terrible poisons that get into the groundwater, and everybody's just laughing to the bank because they get 220 bushels of corn off of an acre of land. But the land will not sustain that kind of punishment forever. Biblically, it won't sustain that. And one more point. This is kind of a zany thing, but just put the pieces together. Uh, you may have figured out that self-driving cars and self-driving semi-trucks are going to take over the world. This is what 5G is for. It's to get you out of car ownership, to take away your freedom. Everybody who's out driving for Uber or Lyft or Eats or any of these companies that run by the mapping community is teaching the AI how to drive so you're working yourself out of a job. But before there were self-driving cars and Uber Eats and all that, you know where the self-driving technology was perfected? Where was that? On the, on the farm. Self-driving tractors. GPS-guided tractors. In the state of Iowa and other states in the heartland. So this has been going on for a lot of years, but right now we're at a breaking point where we have... There are numerous attacks coming against our economy and against our currency. We'll see if we can get back to the land quick enough. Yeah, it, this is... I mean, we're over the top here. Um, do you think we're actually going to see a formalized government and the destruction of the Constitution under this North American Union? What, what do you perceive here? At this point... I believe that the bull has been bled enough that it's just time to run the sword through it. I believe that the petrodollar is ripe for the slaying. And I believe that it will be slain. And now we're seeing that its knees, the dollar's knees are wobbling due to market forces. Mexico is a producer. Mexico builds things even producing labor and so forth. And we are the number one trading partner for one another, Mexico and the USA. And so we're seeing indications that it's time for the sword, that the petrodollar may be very, very soon to its demise, that these battering ram hits against the dollar may be the dollar's death knell, that it may not come out of uh, of this tailspin. And I'm really amazed that we're in the third year of the Biden administration without the dollar fully collapsing. I mean, we've had some bad inflation and some wibbles and wobbles and gas prices and food prices, but I'm, I'm really surprised that the dollar has not completely just uh, gone kaput. Well, it's on its way, but, you know, we're a hard economy to kill because we're so massive, but you're absolutely right. I mean, and the petrodollar destruction is really at the heart of a lot of it, plus our deficit spending. And, uh, you know, look at Biden. Uh, I'll tell you what Josh Halley said today, and I made this comment earlier. He said Biden's intent on destroying the working class of America. Why doesn't he just say what it is? Biden's a traitor who's trying to destroy America. I concur. My opinion continues. Currencies failing or being replaced is often an opening overture to war or revolution. And the dollar is not immortal. Yeah, yeah, well, it's unfortunate because it could have been. And we could have used our military to enforce the petrodollar. We did it before. When Saddam was selling oil to Germany and France without buying the petrodollar first, he got invaded. And we used the weapons of mass destruction as the false excuse, but... We could have done the same thing again. We could have kept it in play. We didn't have to sacrifice our economy for Ukraine. I mean, it's all part of the same plot because, you know what we're doing, Sam? We can't fight a war. Our, our industry's out of the country. Our dollar's depleted. Uh, I could go on and on. Our military hardware is in Ukraine. We're, we're in big trouble. And it's going to be China that closes the deal. That's coming, and uh, a lot of our promises to Taiwan are being raided. That's the cookie jar that a lot of the weapons are coming from. We've sold Taiwan F-16s. We've sold them HIMARS missiles. We've sold them over 100 exportable Abrams tanks without depleted uranium Chobham armor. And so all of that production, which is supposed to 
go on a row-row and go to Taiwan will probably... It, it is. It is being raided and going to Ukraine. We've also sold Taiwan a lot of self-propelled 155-millimeter howitzers. The U.S. howitzer shell production is being surged, increased 500% for this year, 2023, because we can't make enough, because our own reserves are being depleted. And who did we just sell a whole bunch of those cannons to? Taiwan. And now, and now who's getting the ammunition for them? Zelensky. Yeah, and how's he spending the money? <laughs> exactly. You know, there, there are stories out there, and I mean credible stories, that he's taking a lot of our military hardware and selling it on the black market. And then his inner circle is profiting from this. Sure, and shipments get Shanghai sometimes accidentally and some on purpose and some accidentally on purpose. Of course. And, and anytime you get into an illicit economy uh, of... of uh, stash houses and and illegal dealers that's going to happen and maybe what 40% of of what we send actually gets to the Ukraine so where's the rest a lot of it in real conflicts winds up at the bottom of the sea why does it end up there in your estimation well because the shipping is interdicted and there's a point where Russia will use that, where Russia will tire of U.S. weapons actually being landed and making it to theater. Well, you know that's what's happening out of Afghanistan with the 85 billion we left behind. Russia's commandeering it. They've struck a deal with ISIS and the Taliban. That's mighty interesting. Part of my waking up in the 90s was somebody told me the Lusitania was full of guns, Sam. It was. It was full of guns. And so what was what was billed to the, the Americans as a humanitarian casualty by a brutal and, and heartless enemy was a, really a propaganda stunt because the Lusitania was a legitimate military target. Ads had been taken out in New York publications that U.S. ships, especially reserve cruisers that were, uh, that were refitted for uh, war use, would be legitimate targets on the high seas and that Americans needed to stay off of them. And still, everybody bought tickets on the Lusitania and went out for a pleasure cruise and wound up in the middle of a wolf pack. Yeah, you know you know what's interesting about that, Sam? Uh, this is a good note to close on. The Germans took out a full-page ad in the New York Times warning about the weapons on the Lusitania and it would be sunk. And uh, yet, you're right, people still persisted. Sam, this has been very, very informative. I appreciate you bringing attention because you're connecting dots between the North American Union, Latin America, the demise of the petrodollar. It's all orchestrated, and there's several avenues of subjugation coming at America simultaneously. But we don't have much time left. we got about 45 seconds, and I wanted to give you a chance to talk about how people can follow you. Listen, Americans, don't kick yourself holding a dollar that isn't worth anything. You can give it to me. I'll get I'll get what pesos I can for it. Just go to gospelgunslingers.com. We're trying to expand our radio broadcasts and do a lot of things right now, and uh, it would really help if you reached out to us. Just go to gospelgunslingers.com. I answer all my mail, so send me a message. Send me a prayer request. I'd love to be friends. Okay, that sounds really good. Sam uh, Arnold has been with us for a long time, and he serves as our Latin American expert. Sam, in 15 seconds, tell us what we're looking at next. What's on your horizon? I don't know what shoe is going to drop next. We're just preaching the gospel, Dave. Okay. Because we're in a place where we got to have a miracle. Well, the only way out of this is for us to get on bended knee and swear allegiance to Jesus Christ and and uh, confess that He's the Son of God and ask for forgiveness for our sins and guidance in our actions. And He would, the Lord would work miracles. It says in the Bible, you know, He will not depart from you. And so we really, really need to be doing just that. Unfortunately, we're going in terms of our spirituality the wrong direction. Sam, anyway, we're out of time, my friend. We're out of time, and I really appreciate you being with us. Good update. Look forward to next time together. 
We at the Common Sense Show have a great TV show. We bring in a panel of experts and help people navigate the uncharted waters that we're living in. Because what once was coming is no longer coming. It's already here, and we're getting you the help so you can make better decisions for your future. You can find us at the TV, commercial-free, censorship-free, and we're getting five-star ratings on the world's major platforms. Again, check us out today at TV. Every knowledgeable person knows that when you have gold, you've protected your wealth. But what if the government one day wanted to confiscate your gold so they can gain total control, knowing that one day the smoke will clear and gold will be perfectly available, and that's happened all throughout history. So what you need to do is, in the interim, hide your gold. You can do that by burying it. You can go down about 12 inches, and that's all you're going to need to do. And we have a product that we call BarryYourGold.com, and what it does is it goes into a container. You lower it in the ground with a hole you've dug up to 12 inches. It's a 50-year warranty on the device. It only weighs 17 pounds to pull it out of the ground, and you can keep it for safekeeping. And I'll tell you, this is the way to hide your gold, not in false walls, but underground will be very, very difficult to detect. To find out more, go to BarryYourGold.com. The product is fully guaranteed with a money-back guarantee.